Gracious Father, we praise you and we thank you once again for your presence. Thank you, Lord, Holy Spirit, who always in us with us to minister to us. Once again, we come before you, bowing our head, lifting up our head unto you to speak to us. Open our spiritual eyes, ears. Lord, to hear your word, receive your word, be blessed by your word. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Praise the Lord. Once again, it's my privilege to stand here to share God's word, what God has stored for us. Actually, I had something before, as I know this was my day. Recently, it came to my mind to meditate on the cross, the portion which is repeatedly mentioned, or Jesus Christ has mentioned, in all three Gospels. In Luke 9.23, Jesus said, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, Take up his cross daily and follow me. Matthew 16:24 says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, See the difference. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Mark 8:34. When he had called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. As all of us are aware or know about the cross, there is no Christian who do not know about cross. But there are differences because of the preaching or the interpretation of the preacher or the knowledge of what you and me are having. But one thing is sure, since Jesus Christ directly spoke to his disciples and the people, those who have come after him, he gave this command, or I made this statement. Whoever desires, of anyone who desires, even to disciple, particularly if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. That is not the end. But in the New Testament, the Paul preaches, or he has written in 1 Corinthians chapter 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us, to us, in the sense, who is that? To each and every one of us. Do you believe that? Say amen to that. For us, what is that? 
who are being saved, it is the power of God. The cross is the power of God to us because we are all saved. And also, continue, there are many things. I go to 23. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, stumbling block, and to the Greek, foolishness. If you go on to 27 and 28 also, let us pray. Take your Bibles and see whether this is in your Bible. Don't look at the scriptures as what is projected to you. It is better always to look from your Bible. Verse 27, 28, I have read it for you. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world. And the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are. So, when we go, when we go through, put all these things together, we know how important it is. But in these days, there are different preachings. And we do not know what is your faith in this. Some people, they believe cross is not a sign of Christians. Cross is after Jesus Christ uh, bore the cross and he crucified on that cross. There is no more pain, no more sickness, no more trouble, no more afflictions, no more tribulations. And we are freed from by his, by his grace. God has loved us. On behalf of us, instead of we carry our cross on all on, on all of our behalf, he has already carried the cross. That is one group of people and one type of people, those who believe in it. There is no sickness, there is no affliction, there is no trials for Christians, those who are saved. But there are even Christians. They also, what they believe, they believe. Whatever they go through, whatever they go through in their life, any trials, any sicknesses, any troubles in their family or in the working place, whatever it is, they think, they say proudly, I, this is the cross God has given to me. I carry. So where are we standing? So, what is the meaning or why Jesus Christ said this? Let him deny him. Take up your cross and follow me. Take up your, deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow, daily and follow me. That is the full praise of the statement of what Jesus Christ said. Many people interpret the cross as it is a burden. They must carry their lives. A worried relationship, as I said. A thankless job, troubles in the working place. 
physical illness and self-pitying pride that can be named. They say, this is my cross, I have to carry. Such an interpretation is not what Jesus meant or he said, take up your cross and follow me. To a person in the first century, the cross means one thing and one thing only. That is, death by the most painful and humiliating means of human being could develop. That is one of the ways. Two thousand years later, Christians view the cross as a cherished, respected symbol of atonement, forgiveness, grace, and love. But Jesus' day, the cross represented nothing but torturous death because the Romans forced convicted criminals to carry their own crosses to the place of crucifixion. Bearing a cross means carrying their own execution device while facing ridicule along the way to the death. Therefore, take up your cross and follow me means being willing to die in order to follow Jesus Christ. Once again, that means willing to die in order to follow Jesus Christ. This is called dying of self. It is a call to absolute surrender. After each time Jesus has commanded cross-bearing, he said, for whoever wants to save his life, if you continually read that portion, you'll come across this. For everyone, I read it from Luke 9, 24 to 25. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit his very self? Although the call is tough, the reward is matchless. The call is tough, but the reward is matchless. Do you believe it? Do you understand what I mean? Christ bore the cross and was crucified. We are first crucified and must go on bearing cross. The cross is not an afterthought of God, but it was in the God's wisdom even before the foundation of the world. Revelation 13:8 says, All who dwell on the earth will worship him, the end days, whose names have not been written in the book of the life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. That was already planned. It is not after the second coming. So it goes from eternity past into eternity future. So, we have to thank God for the cross. I thank the choir who have chosen two songs today. The first song was 
in the worship. Thank you for the cross, Lord. And the, verse, and the second song was, not in the first, the praise and worship. Praising song. I am telling about the worship song. Second song, we said, we trust in the cross. So I used to say that Christ, there is no, no, there is no Christ without the cross. And at the same time, I used to say, and the Christians, Christ is the sign. The cross is the sign. As we believe it. So consider daily cross as a daily blessing. Let us study today or meditate on about five of our basic exercises of daily living and the work of the cross on each of them. So cross is a blessing. Is it a blessing to you? Why is it a blessing? Yes, it's right. Your answer is right. But when you say something, you should mean it. That should be from your understanding. Why it is a blessing? Why it is a blessing? Instead of our sake, Jesus Christ has already bore and He has given, it, he, he has died on the cross for an atonement. Why through that cross, because He was put on the cross, the love of God was manifested to us. Today, how do we receive it? How do we know God's love? God's love was manifested through the death of His Son, Jesus Christ. On our behalf, because of, we, are, we are supposed to die for our sins. But in our place, He has died. So, cross is a sign of victory. Cross is a sign of victory. So, let us see how the cross helps us. First of all, in our daily prayer life, how the cross helps us. Hebrew 5, 7 to 8, 7 and 8 I can say. Who, that is Jesus, in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication, with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear, though he was a son. Yet he learned obedience by the things which he has suffered. So, that is one of the recorded prayer of Jesus Christ on this earth. Christ in prayer, in the days of his flesh, he cries in tears and in fear. Fear is not a fear as we have. Fear is a mean to reverence to God the Father. So, in our prayer life, so... We may say that. Why should I cry? Why should I fear? Why should I shed my tears? Because I am always there to rejoice. Some people, it is like that. Some people all the time crying. Some people all the time shouting. That is commanding God to answer. But here, 
that is a typical or a classic recorded prayer of Jesus Christ on this earth. He cried, he shed his tears, and he was in fear, in reverence to his father. That is the prayer. That is the one of the prayer. That is the one of the moment. And the Bible also says that God answered his prayer. You may say that we are a child of God. We are a child of the living God. We are the sons and daughters of the God the Father. Why should I cry? He is our King. But verse 8 confirms it. Though he was his son, he cried. None of us are greater than the Jesus, than our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you? Hello? I'm asking all about you. None of us are greater than the Son of God, our Lord Jesus Christ. So even in our prayer, if you are led to, that is you are exercising your cross in your prayer life. Prayer means to change us, not to God. We try our best to hit him, hit ourselves, and ask God to answer us. Sometimes we command him, this is what I want, this is what it is said, and you answer. We never, most of the time, we never give or allow God to answer us. We never have patience. Wait upon him, wait upon him, there is no time for it. You wait for two days or three days or one month or... No, no nothing recorded. As a child, as an as a infant, yes, you can ready to... You can cry. You know about your children. But when the child matured enough, the child started shouting. So you can know about yourself in what way you are. Are you a child Christian or a, mature, or a grown-up child? Are you are matured enough you know what is right and what is wrong. So, the testimony of an answer prayer is, all of you know, I ask for strength, it is fine. It is not in the Bible. And God gave me difficulties to make me strong. I ask for wisdom, and God gave me problems to learn to solve. I ask for prosperity, and God gave me brain and brown, that is muscle, to work. I ask for courage, God gave me dangerous, dangers to overcome. I asked love. God gave me troubled people to help me. I asked favors, and God gave me opportunities. I, I received nothing I wanted, but I received everything I needed. My prayer has been answered. Is it your case? We have to thank God. We have to thank God for that. So the Bible is flourish of prayers answered differently. Once I took the how God answered differently. There are many things. Just few things I mentioned because of that time. Let us, Jesus said to his disciples, three of them, Jesus, let us make three, uh, uh, when he had taken them through a transcription, he was said, the, uh, the disciples said, let us make three tabernacles. Matthew 17, verse 4. In verse 5 they say, This is my... They immediately when they said to Jesus Christ, 
the voice came from the heaven this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased hear him they thought something after seeing moses and elijah and we wanted to make a tent over there but the answer is this that is listen to him and also james and john permit to permit us to bring down the fire as elijah did they said in luke 9:54 so what the answer is you do not know what the manner of spirit you are of jesus said to them luke 22:49 lord shall we strike with the sword at the end of in the gesemani garden of gesemani and he did not reply but they acted in that place and there are situation even lazarus case come and heal lazarus the sisters have sent the message but jesus delayed and delayed for 3 days and martha and mary martha and mary mary said martha said tell mary to help me but she said and she has received the portion what was told for it so like that there are many things even the disciples directly asked jesus but he answered them differently not in relation even the samaritan woman when she asked for water he said go and bring your husband that so most of the answers are not directly indirectly god will answer that we have to learn in our regular prayer life okay secondly we move on in our bible study because we consider that it is for a christian alone we are the saved people the cross the the one who has accepted jesus christ knows that what is the cross main set that's why secondly the word study and the cross though bible meditation rejoices our heart the primary purpose of word study is to transform us so we may fit into god's plan why we study bible why we study bible bible reveals first of all about god we search sometimes we search which is pleasing to us of course some of us we ready to do our regular study whatever is the way or you expect it that will reveal of god and his purposes and also the bible will reveal about yourself and here uh, interestingly the important thing is it should transform our life luke 24 25 to 27 if you read it then he said to them oh foolish ones that is after his resurrection when the disciples going through emmaus jesus christ after he was he resurrected he followed them and there was a conversation this a portion of the conversation oh foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken have not the christ have suffered these things and to enter into his glory and uh, beginning at moses and all the prophets he expounded to them in all the scriptures 
the things concerning himself. What do we understand there? They do not know. They were talking about what has happened, what was said before Jesus Christ and how Jesus was crucified and he was buried and he was risen. And some of them are not believed. They are talking about it. But they are not knowing the, exactly the truth. Jesus has to explain to them from the book of the prophecy and telling from Moses till his resurrection. So not everyone can understand when we are reading. So we need, when we do that, God will help us to understand. But about the word of God, one thing we should know. The word is actually the sword. It is not a butter knife to spread the butter and chow. The work of the sword is, you know, Hebrew 14, 4, 12 to 13. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is discerner of the thought and intent of the heart. See how he separates us? That is the word of God. If you know the word of God, it is painful. It is, a, it is a sword. It will save you at the same time. It will prune you. So it will divide. See the, how it works. Verse 13. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are n- naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Short as a few more things I will uh, uh, let you know. We are simply standing on the promises and sitting in the premises and sleeping with the Bible as a pillow. We are always simply standing on the promises of God. Sitting in the premises like us very comfortably. And uh, sleeping with them. How many of us going through the Bible? We do not know. How many of us read completely? We do not know. How many of us making a, a schedule or regularly reading the Bible? We do not know. But we think that it is easy going and very comfortable. But if you are a true Christian, if you know Christ, or if you are a true Christian in the sense, your conviction or conversion is true. Definitely you will have a love for the word and hunger for the word. If you go through it, that will perfect you in presence of God and keep you in presence of God. And also the word of God says, Psalm 119 and verse 105, it is a lamp. When we are in darkness, the word will search us and put us in the light. So that God can see. Even if you are in darkness, the Bible says, even in your darkness, God can see you in the light. So the word of God is the lamp. The word of God is the mirror. James 1, 22 and 24, if you read it. But ye are doers of the word, and not the ears only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is hearer of the word, and not the doer, he is like a man 
observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. So it is like a mirror. Always you should keep it to know and see how you are, what you are. It is not of your external, it is of your internal. How is your heart? The Word will teach you, the Word mirror will teach you. Only it is our, our, uh, what we use it, it is your, your, your external. But the Word of God takes you internal. And also Jeremiah 23, 29 says, Is not my word is like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. So these are all the painful things. This is what the Bible says. If you balance a Christian, if you are a balanced Christian, you will not always look for the comfortable and the, and the, the life what the, some people believe it. It is not of the cross. These are all the crosses in the sense suffering. It will hurt you. It is like a hammer. If you are a true Christian believing in God's word, that will hammer you if you are wrong. Hammer is not to kiss. Hammer is, what is the purpose of hammer? It will hit. The word of God is compared with a hammer. Word of God is compared with a fire. Word of God is compared with a evil um, plumb line. That there's no time for me to explain all those things. So what do we understand from here? Even when you go through the word of God, if you are a regular Bible reader, meditator, yes. Why we should read, meditate the word of God? First of all, to see yourself there. Let the word, that is purpose in our life. To make us perfect before the Lord. Our life, what we have on this earth, is not to enjoy everything on this earth and finish it off. Our faith, our goal, our destiny is eternity, not on this earth. Thirdly, in our daily work and the cross. Work is a blessing. Work is a blessing. Those who believe say amen to that. It is from God. Genesis 2, verse 15. Then the Lord, God, took the man and put him in a garden of Eden to tent and to keep it. To tent and to keep it. That is a blessing. Genesis 3, 17 to 19. Let me read it. 17 to 19. Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded to voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake, in toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat of the herb of the field in the sweat of your face. And you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for dust you are. And to the dust you shall return. 
and Eve, he said. And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was mother of all living. What do we understand from here in these two portions? Therefore, we should not be surprised. There is a pain. There is the first God blessed them. And because of their sin, God cursed them and kept, kept a portion of curse upon them. And therefore, we should not be surprised at the various kinds of difficulties and problems we face in our work and our work spot. Follow these principles. Do not murmur over the work of our placement. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 20-24. You can read it. Let us, each one, remain in the same calling in which he was called. Where you are called, while you are a slave, do not be concerned about it. But if you can be made free, rather use it. For he who is called in the Lord, while a slave, is the Lord's freedom. No, no. Freedom. Likewise, he who is called while free, while free is Christ's slave. You were bought a price. Do not become slaves of men. Brethren, let each one remain with God in the state in which he was called. So, in this, in a working place, one of the things is, we should be faithful. Joseph is the classic example. Joseph was, is the same, he was the same as he was in the prison, as well as in the, in, in the palace. So he was a faithful person. Secondly, you have to relate rightly the authorities and the co-workers. First Peter chapter 2, verse 13 to 22. Just I will leave it there. And only if you have things are well done by the authorities, and you will have welcome there in heaven. So always we should do our work perfectly, faithfully, and actually in the sight of God, so that we will be receive our rewards in heaven. Even if it is not on the earth, doesn't matter. Fourthly, daily witnessing. We are called to witness. As it is power that the Holy Spirit is given, even in the day of Pentecost, to witness to the world. Witnessing before the wicked world is nothing but self-denial and the cross-bearing. If you are embraced over Jesus today, you will be a greater embracement to him tomorrow. Mark 8, 34 to 38. To stand ridicule, mockery, opposition, rejection, etc. Away with Jesus. Away with Paul. Let's go outside the cave. Hebrew 13, 13. Just read it. Therefore, let us go forth to him outside the camp. Bearing is reapproach. I die daily. I reek hourly. First Corinthians chapter 15, 30 to 32. Fighting with beasts and Ephesus, he was mentioning about it. Even 15, 30 to 32, if you read it, I, 31, I affirm by the boasting in you, which I have Christ Jesus our Lord, I die daily. 32, if in the manner of men I have fought with beasts of Ephesus, 
what advantage is it to me let our commitment be as much as i in as is in me that is jesus christ i am ready to preach the gospel that is what he said in romans 1:15 ready to spend myself and spend spend he gave his back to us that is what so the he is explaining about himself what he has gone through what he was urged to, to preach that's what as simple as that secondly and finally fifthly daily worries and the cross there is no man or woman in the world without worries is there anybody is there anybody even the bible says do not worry about anything but still we worry that is a part of our life as long as you are in the human these are all the things will come even about the jesus christ he is a classic example that is why god has sent him as a man on this earth and he has gone through everything what you are going through that's why bible records as he was tempted in every as you are tempted on this earth so there is no exemption for anyone on this earth better than jesus christ so here what is will continue till we reach the other world where god will wipe away all our tears romans 8:35 to 36 says who shall separate us from the love of christ shall tribulation or distress persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written for your sake we are killed all day long we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter there is no greater testimony or greater tribulation or experience than this for any christian so in that case even he has gone he has, that is why he said we preach the christ who was crucified so cross is the important for a christian it is not totally depending on one side of his positively they say there is no suffering for a christian those who accepted christ because everything is he carried on the cross that is the one side of it other side of it yes it's a cross with jesus christ even the three gospel he emphasize you if you wanted to follow christ that is why i always say from this pulpit knowing christ is easy how do you know christ makes the difference yesterday even it is a confirmation yesterday in the intercession brother was leading in, in, in the prayer question is who is jesus in your life who is jesus in your life there are many things many people may say from their experiences he is a healer he is a redeemer he is a blesser so on more than everything he is the lord of my life that makes a difference lord means give ourselves to rule over us time and again i am preaching from here what is the meaning of accepting jesus christ as the lord and savior of my life lord means to rule over so i allow jesus christ to rule over my life other what does it mean before knowing or accepting christ in my life i am ruling my life i rule my life i did what i wish to do i this i what i desire 
I went to the place where I wished to. I, in the sense, my flesh. But once I accepted Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God entered in our life, and we, we allow Him, the, the Lordship was shifted from self to Jesus Christ. That is how, that is the greatest of everything if you know Christ in your life. Who is Jesus Christ in your life? Is He your Lord and Savior? If you say so, your conversion is right and straight. If it is not so, you are misled or the, the person or you know Christ differently or the, the one who presented Christ was wrong. He is not only the healer. Of course, they are all the compliments along with you when you accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life. But that is not the main thing. The main thing is you should be Lord of your life. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Right. But we have two helpers. One is Spirit in us. Romans 8.26 Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. But we do not, for we do not know what we should pray for we have. But the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with a groaning which cannot be uttered. That is on this earth. The Savior is there for us. Roman, the same. 8.34 Who is he who condemns us? It is Christ who died, and furthermore, he is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also made intercession for us. On this year, that is why filled with you by the Spirit of God. We should have the Holy Spirit of God in us, so that He is the comforter, He is the convict, He will pray for us, help us in our prayer on this earth. There is one in heaven, that is our risen Lord Jesus Christ, He is there to intercede on our behalf. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, by accepting Him as your Lord and Savior, we do not sorrow over sorrows, but our greatest sorrow is the salvation of others. If you are an unsaved person, you should be sorrowful. But if you are a saved person, you need not sorrow about yourself, but you can sorrow about unsaved members of your family. Romans 9, 1 and 2, you can read it. How many people would respond? You suppose there are time and again we give the altar calls here. How many people respond to the altar call that comes? Come follow Jesus. And you may face the loss of friends, loss of family, loss of reputation, loss of your career, loss of possibility of even your life. The number of false converts will likely decrease when it is so. So what is the cross when you, what is the meaning of Jesus Christ when you, when he said, for deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me means you have to give up all these things, like your family. Leave a family. Leave in the sense not to put them aside. Don't love your family than the priority. Once again, other step. The priority. You love your friends more than Jesus. You should not love Jesus, uh, uh, your friends. You should not love anybody on this earth than our Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot love your job or your reputation or your career or your whatever it is. That is the meaning of it. 
that is a painful thing giving up or not loving our loved ones more than our god is maybe painful that's what god means it carry your cross such a call is what jesus means he says take up your cross and follow me if you wonder if you are ready to take up your cross consider this question are you willing to follow jesus if it means losing some of your closest friends unsaved friends if you are coming forward to accept christ the friends may depart from you the closest friends unsaved friend may be are you willing to follow jesus means alienation or a separation from your family i know many people even though then allow them take them in their house they chase them away even the burning their bibles are you willing to follow jesus if it means loss of your reputation that is a painful thing are you willing to follow jesus if it means losing of your job are you willing to follow jesus if it means losing of even your own life in some places of the world these consequences are reality but notice the question as praise are you willing following jesus does not necessarily mean all these things will happen to you but are you willing to take up your cross if there comes a point in your life where you are faced with a choice jesus or the comforts of the life which will you choose so the bible never promises you will have you will have no tribulation or trials john 16:33b says in the world you will have tribulation but of good cheer i have overcome the world in psalm 34 verse 19 many are the afflictions of the righteous but the lord delivers him out of all let us close our eyes close our eyes remember recollect everything what you have heard if you are not knowing jesus christ if you are not received jesus christ as the lord and savior of your life this is the time for you if you do not know the very meaning of cross in your life it is a time for you to as you learn if your understanding or your faith is wrong it is a time to surrender yourself to the lord and learn and understand and believe the very meaning of cross which jesus christ has bore on our behalf cross is a part of our life but it has to be rightly taken in a very balanced manner every day jesus said take your cross father thank you once again for your presence thank you lord for your word thank you lord for the cross thank you lord for the cross word we have so that we will know time to time you are with us 
you always strengthen us you give us your grace you show us you are love your love is always manifested your grace is every time we experience it oh father continue to help us to remain in this love in this understanding as you want us to be in jesus precious name we pray It's now time to celebrate the Lord's table. So if you will turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and let's read from verse 23 till 32. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me in the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the lord's death till he comes Therefore whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord but let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself not discerning the Lord's body for this reason many are weak and sick among you and many sleep For if we would judge ourselves we would not be judged but when we are judged we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world Church just take a few minutes to remember what the Lord has done His death and his resurrection has given us life He bore our sins that we may have life and life in abundance. To those of us who will now come forward to partake of the Lord's table, please come with personal preparation. For the Bible says, let a man examine himself and let him not partake of the Lord's table in an unworthy manner. So for us for a short time Let's be in an attitude of prayer as we take a moment to consider our own lives. Ask yourselves these questions. Am I taking the Lord's table in an unworthy manner? Am I taking the Lord's table just as a ritual? Am I partaking of the Lord's table with any unconfessed sin? If you have answered yes to any of these you must confess your wrongdoings to the Lord and ask him to forgive you God's grace is freely available to those who ask
Father, we thank you, Lord, for what you have done on that cross. Yes, Lord, we have heard about the cross that each of us has to bear daily and to carry daily. But Father, what you did on that cross, when Jesus Christ was sacrificed, when he hung on that cross, to take away the sin of the world, to take away my sin, Father, that was your ultimate expression of love. And Father, we do not take it lightly, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for what you have done, because in the death of Jesus, we have life. Father, we thank you, Lord, for that cross. And today, Lord, as we partake of, your Lord's, of the Lord's table, we want to pray for the elements, the bread and the wine. Father God, we pray, Lord, that you sanctify it, Lord. And as we take this elements of bread and the wine, Lord, we will remember your body which was broken and your blood which was shed. Father God, help us, Lord, that we don't make this just another ritual. Every one of us is going to partake of it, Lord Father. We pray, Lord, that we will come knowing and understanding what you have done and appreciating and thanking you, Lord Father, from the depths of our heart, for we had no other way. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Now please remember, as we mention every month, the Lord's table is for all those who have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as personal Lord, Savior and Master. And have obeyed him in taking the waters of baptism. Now if you haven't done this, please abstain from the Lord's table. Please meditate on the word of God. Look at your own life and consider receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And consider obeying, going through the waters of baptism. Now for all those who are going to be partaking of the Lord's table, I invite you to come forward as our ushers direct you and guide you. Please come forward, receive the body and the blood of the Lord, and go back and thank the Lord for what he has done for you.
by everybody because you are going in the opposite tide because the world is going in one direction but he who is carrying the cross always goes in a different direction you will be rejected by all and people will laugh at you the world will laugh at you because you are doing everything contrary to what they want and they believe Jesus said and he laid out a very stern statement because cross-bearing is about discipleship. Of us getting disciplined. We must say, the first thing we should say is no to ourselves. Because ourselves desire many things and we should be ready to say that. And not simply just to pleasure, but we should take up the cross, walk with him. You cannot crucify yourself in the natural. Somebody says, take up the cross. You cannot go and crucify yourself on the cross. But you could do one thing. We could yield our bodies to the Lord Jesus. That is the basic of cross-bearing. Romans 12, verse 1, it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy... To offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Number one, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Number two, holy. Number three, pleasing. And four, it is your true, proper worship unto God. So that is what cross-bearing is all about. So what do we need to submit to God? So the question is, brother, what do we need to submit to God? And the answer is found 
in 1 John chapter 2 verse 16, what is it that we need to submit? We need to crucify the lust of the eyes. That we need to crucify every time. The lust of the flesh we need to crucify daily. And the pride of life needs to be crucified daily. That's your requirement of carrying the cross. That you crucify that daily. One more scripture before we close. In Colossians chapter 3 verses 8 and the first verse of verse 9. But now you must also rid yourself of such things. These are the things you need to put on the cross. And what is that? Number one, anger. Number two, rage. Getting angry with one another. Number three, malice. Slander. Filthy language from your lips. And don't lie to each other. These are the things that need to be crucified daily. And then you walk. But you will be laughed at. People will reject you. People even throw you out of your job because now you're bearing the cross and you're going in the opposite side. But our motive ultimately should be, I need to glorify God. God needs to be glorified in what I am bearing now. Amen? Anyone who's ashamed of Christ will never take up the cross and follow Him. Anyone who's ashamed of Christ. But... If we are ashamed of him now, he will be ashamed of us when we meet him. And we will be ashamed before him. I want us to close with this. I want you to bow your heads before God. Let the scripture be there on the screen. And I want you to ask God, God give me the grace as the word came forth today. Give me the grace that I will take away anger from me. Only husband and the wife are living in anger. There's rage between them. There's filthy language thrown between them or thrown between people. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Daddy. Give us the grace that this scripture, Lord, will be crucified. We will take up every word that is contrary to you and we will crucify it today, Lord. Help us, Lord, God, to get rid of everything that is opposite to your word. Father, we pray that there will be no anger. We will lay it at the cross today. We will lay rage, bad feelings towards one another. We will lay cursing one another. We will lay it at the cross today, Father. Father, give us the grace that we will lay slander. We will never talk about anybody who is not in our midst. Give us that grace, Father. Father, filthy language, foul language. Give us the grace to take it away and nail it at the cross today. I want you to bow your heads and make this as a serious plea before God. This is what you need to nail on the cross today. This is what He died for. This is exactly what He died for. For our sins, He was crucified. So we need to crucify this on the cross. Father, we thank you for the word that came forth today, Lord God. We ask you to bless our pastor. Bless him with wisdom, knowledge and understanding, Daddy. Preserve him. Watch over his going and his coming. We pray that no harm will come to him, Lord God, in any time. And Father, for all of us who have heard the word today, give us the grace to understand the meaning of what it is that we need to crucify, Lord God. Father, give us the grace, Lord God, that we will replace it with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, 
goodness, gentleness, and self-control, Lord God. This is our heart's cry. And Father, we pray as we go forth this week and as we have partaken in the body and the blood of Christ, Lord God, give us the grace to remember you have died. You have paid a price for us, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, not to crucify you over and over again, Master, but the way we live. Holy Spirit, we commit ourselves into your hands. We pray that you will give us the grace to live victorious lives. Life that is victorious in every area, Lord God. This is our prayer today, we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let us share the grace. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever for the last time. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.